Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shy. Is immediately so shy. how it started. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> if we laugh, I won't make it. Okay. I'm fine. Driving. And you're fine. I'm great. So. <laughs> Speaking of fine. <laughs> Speaking of have all of our fingers and are thriving. Yeah, totally having all of our yes. fingers and not being upset at yeah, all. No. Um, we're talking about a movie that, if anyone's heard of it, I'm going to be very surprised. Oh, shocked. Dead of Winter, uh-huh. 1987. What was the one? The, the other, other one's one? in, like, 2014. Interested. It's about, like, geocaching, and then you get stuck in a blizzard or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, well, that's interesting, too. I know. I was I like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. We'll just Shit, have maybe we Two eggs, dead in winter. Watch Dead Winter. <laughs> well, we're not talking about that one. No. So I hope you're not excited by that. No, don't. Don't get, don't <laughs> get your hopes up. We're talking about Dead of Winter, 1987. What? Which is also fun, I think. Yeah. I don't have a lot of fun facts. Um, every single person that I would try to, like, look up would be like, no, there's no page for that person. And I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best. It was directed by Arthur Penn, which I then found out, like, some some weird stuff with that. Directed by Arthur Penn, yeah. sort of. Also did The Chase, Bonnie and Clyde, Little Big Man, <laughs> <laughs> Night Moves, and The Missouri Breaks. Huh. Written by Mark... Schmooger. I saw that and yeah. I was like, that's not a real name. Yeah. I was, I was like, Nikki's like, going to say it and I'm just going to, I'm going to have to say you're lying. <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, also did Zero Days and Anna, but he was a producer oh. for those, not a writer. Okay. So this was the only writing credit he had. And I think I huh. will explain why in a second. Um. Also co-written by Mark Malone, but nothing for him. Oh. Like there was nothing. And I was like, okay. Huh. Um, I guess I'll say now, but so apparently it was supposed to be directed by Mark Schmooger. 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 And he, like, I guess had trouble, like, halfway through. And so Arthur Penn took over because he was, like, a friend of somebody or something and had produced before. So they were like, yeah, okay, like, you can do it. Um, So it was not supposed to be Arthur Penn, but it was Arthur Penn. Okay. That was just the info I got, and I went, okay, sure. Um, And then (laughs) this is another name that's going to be fun to say. Cinematography, cinematography, it was either Jan or Jan because they're Danish. Yeah. But I thought it's a woman. So I thought if it was a woman, it was usually Jan. Oh, no. Jan is usually. Oh, I have no idea. It could be either Jan or Jan. I'm not sure. Yeah. And the last name I think is Wink. Jan or John. Jan or Jan. (laughs) One of those. Yeah. Uh, And then the last name is Wink. W-E-I-N-C-K-E. Oh, maybe Vanky, Vanky, oh Jan Vanky, Jan Vanky. Now, see, now I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. At first, I was like, "Can't back around." Say that. <laughs> now I want to know how to say that. Yeah. Uh, also did Pain of Love, um, Facing the Truth, Aching Hearts, and oh. Barbara. <laughs> I don't know any of them, but the the poster for Barbara looked really cool. Okay, so the I'm precursor. I'm to intrigued. Barbie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't make me laugh. My lungs can't take it. <laughs> I have to take a break now. Okay. <laughs> Barbara, we're moving on. <laughs> Music was by Richard Einhorn. 
Huh. I don't know why that last name makes me giggle. It, yeah, no, it's there's a giggle name. Yeah, yeah, there's something about it. There's something about Einhorn. Einhorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, this person specifically does music, like, does a lot of cool, like, composing and this and that, but whenever it does, like, a film score, it's always, like, horror or thriller. Mm. I was like, ah, oh, I see. You've got, like, a, a, a yeah. thing. Uh, so also did Shockwaves, Don't Go in the House, Eyes of a Stranger, The Prowler, oh. Blood Rage, and wow. Dark Tower. Wow. Yeah, can Ominous. you tell? Thrillers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also couldn't find the budget. I, I was like, excuse me. And they were just like, no, you don't need that info. No. I checked IMDb and it was like, no. And it usually has it. Yeah. So unless I just missed it, I found out how much it made though. Okay. Which you take a guess, I, I guess. It didn't, I think it said specifically US. So. Okay. If that helps. <laughs> I haven't the faintest. Um, yeah. I know that it was fairly well received by critics, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that was at the time right. or in the years since. Yeah. So let me be unkind. 500,000. Unkind. Okay. <laughs> One more. Two million. Wow. How do you do it? 2.4 million. What? Yeah. Like you, every time you get a second guess, you're like, I guess I'll try again. And then you get it and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> so boy i just have to be very wrong first and then yeah, I, I know you i use your face really bad <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i have to see on. how wrong based on your face <laughs> <laughs> um and these are my only fun facts which you probably already know mm-hmm. but i will say them anyway so the movie is a loose remake of the 1945 film my name is julia ross yeah interesting uh, it was inspired by the 1941 novel, The Woman in Red, by Anthony Gilbert, which is actually the pen name of the British writer Lucy Beatrice Malston. Huh. Yeah. I was like, interesting. Fun. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. So those are my fun facts. Oh, and it was uh, filmed in Canada. The only fun fact they would give me. <laughs> I was like, come on. And they said, no, no, no. Like, this will have to be enough for you. You're welcome. The crumbs. I, I thought you'd be excited. I was trying to find stuff about your movie, but okay. <laughs> um. And uh, to sum it up, oh boy, uh, the uh, an actress receives the roles of a lifetime. Yes, okay. <laughs> so many. I I like that better Thank than you. the ones that I read. Think I'm trying to keep it subtle. Yeah, no, I don't want to give it away. And I think that you like really struck that balance well because these definitely give it away. The one I read was like, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and I went, I don't want to watch it now. It's like you told me no, and it everything. Goes- it's like, and it's part of a twisted blackmail plot. And I was like, that's yeah. halfway through that you I was find like, out about the blackmail. That's like way further. Yeah. Let them, you know, explore for a bit. <laughs> they really don't want us to explore the space. They no, were like, they the don't. space is right here and we'll say exactly what's in there. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Rotten Tomatoes uh, has a longer one. I'm ready. But honestly, you could cut off the last sentence from Rotten Tomatoes and it's almost the same as the IMDb one. Oh, so perfect. it's just kind of extra padding. <laughs> So, struggling actress Katie McGovern is approached by the mysterious Mr. Murray and invited to an upstate New York mansion to film a screen test. There she meets Dr. Joseph Lewis, who is eager to hire Katie as a replacement for an actress who's suffered a nervous breakdown. But the show... Yeah. Yeah. You know, Duh. But the film shoot takes a sordid turn as Katie begins to understand that her role is simply a pawn in Lewis's twisted blackmail games. Why would you give give that away? Why would you give it away? Oh just say God. it takes a sort of turn and she's not there for what she thinks she is. Yeah, you could literally just be like, and the role's not what she thought it was. Yeah. Like, that's it. Something yeah. like that. Keep it so vague. Yeah. And then... Uh, I don't know. That makes me mad. Yeah. I was disappointed. And IMDb disappointed me again, oh, too. Oh, here we go. 
A fledgling actress is lured to a remote mansion for a screen test, soon discovering she is actually a prisoner in the middle of a blackmail plot. Stop saying blackmail Stop plot! Saying blackmail plot! <laughs> you gotta keep that shit secret! They, okay. Those do make me mad. Yeah. Like, irrationally angry. Yeah. Like, I can't change anything, but I'm like, I gotta write a letter. I'm peeved. <laughs> God. I also have no idea what blackmail plots no okay okay i just want to get that one out of the way no uh i was gonna say gaslighting yes oh my god no really i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) that was was like a little joke i pulled out because i was like what do they do to her and then gaslighter and i was like yeah maybe i had an actual guess that i was like really like oh it could be this and then i was like oh i'll say the joke one instead (laughs) What's the real guess? We'll do it later. <laughs> uh, the real guess was like people playing like multiple roles in movies Ooh. and like how and I don't know, like how it's done well, how it can be yeah. done poorly and like stuff like that. With Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan being the yeah, pinnacle right? top tier, this is how you do it. <laughs> Every Eddie Murphy movie is just yeah. him being like a million people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was just like, I don't know, maybe. Um, no, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for <laughs> gaslighting. I gotta get the cop out again. Same. <sighs> Gaslight me. Gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we're generally familiar with the term. Oh, yeah. uh, and we understand the implications when it's said. Yeah. I want to look first at the roots of the term itself mm-hmm. and then dig into the necessary conditions. And then finally, mm-hmm. what? Have I ever told you the story of my girlfriend's family and gaslighting? That sounds wild, but you'll understand in a second. There's a movie called Gaslight, right? And it's basically like a guy like gaslighting, you know. Are you going to talk about it? Yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> It's going to be your mom's favorite episode. They have been, she's always like, we should watch this movie, Gaslight. And then they never get through it. And she's always like, oh, guys, come on. We should really try to watch this movie, Gaslight. And so when I first went over there, every sister, they warned me. They're like, don't bring up the movie Gaslight. She's going to make us watch it. And I was like, okay, I won't. And then I joked and was like, oh, like Gaslighting. And she went, oh, have you seen the movie Gaslight? (laughs) So now they're going to be pissed that I'm going to hear all about it. And her mom's going to be like, you should watch it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. We're going to do it. Here we go. Incredible. I'm ready. I'm really excited now. Yay. I'm glad you're excited. Okay, so roots of the term itself. Yeah. And then the necessary conditions mm-hmm. for gaslighting in general, not for the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, check out the attempted utilization of gaslighting in Dead of Winter. Yes, yes, yes. Yay. So, first off, I don't know if you know this. The term comes from <laughs> the title uh so first off the title of a play by patrick hamilton Mm -hmm. uh it was a british 1938 thriller called gaslight two words uh this was later turned into a film in 1940 called gaslight one word sure was and then remade in the u.s in 1944 also gaslight one word yeah Yeah. so even though the american film was actually the third iteration of the general story Mm -hmm. it's the point of reference for most folks interesting uh as so let's talk about it yeah uh it has charles boyer ingrid bergman joseph cotton and angela lansbury of those names i'm familiar with the women I yeah, don't. I know. I was like, I sure do know those women. <laughs> I'm sure Charles and Joseph were very talented. Good for them. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a Charles. <laughs> never in my life. No. So the story is set in Victorian London, which mm-hmm. if you are time challenged like I am, it told me that it was the reign of Victoria. I know that that can be like a very murky like yeah. thing, but like 19, nope, 1830s mm-hmm. to like 1901-ish. Yeah. Broad, it's generally very broad. acceptable a lot, range. A lot going on there. <laughs> yes. Uh, the film itself is more of like the 1880s, I believe, because mm-hmm. it okay. says like 
many years after the 1875 murder. And I was like, how many years? I need to know. Same time as, uh, re- re- what did we just watch? <sighs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. the red stuff. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. <laughs> Anybody. It could have been anything red. And I was like, the red stuff. I was like, oh no. Yeah, it was the 1880s. Here we go. Incredible. Okay. There are a lot of names, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to like condense it down to like this. their roles. Yeah. So a famous opera singer, Aunt, mm-hmm. uh, murdered in her London home, and her niece is sent to train at the opera. I'm murky on the exact connection between the like, okay. career and Paula's circumstances and, and yeah. training and like the voice coach. But the important part is that her aunt was rich, is now mm-hmm. dead. Paula is in Italy working through her grief. Yeah. Uh, after a whirlwind romance, like two weeks, uh, with her accompanist, Gregory, she mm-hmm. marries him and they move into her aunt's London townhouse, which has be- presumably been abandoned since yeah. her death. Okay. So she meets this man, uh, as the wise Amanda says, never meet a man. Never. Never meet a man. Never meet a man. Uh, and then they move into her aunt's abandoned mm-hmm. townhouse in also London. Also, never go to a second location. Never go to a second location. <laughs> never. Ever. Wow. So once they get there, Paula's quality of life declines. Mm-hmm. Gregory suggests moving the aunt's furniture to the attic, ostensibly to help with the morning or like, yeah. logistics of moving. I don't fucking know. Uh, during that process, Paula finds a letter written to her aunt by some dude named Sergius Bauer. Oh. Sergius? I don't know. Sergius. Sergei Bauer. <laughs> I was like, how wrong can I say it? Here we I go. I was like, that's how I say French words. And then you said how wrong. And I went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. It's the horseshoe. It comes back around to right. Yeah. It's all cyclical. <laughs> uh, so she finds this letter. Gregory reacts very poorly to mm-hmm. this. Wikipedia says violently, in fact. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. And he later apologized to Paula to, for flipping the fuck out over a letter. Uh, he then hires a maid, a young woman named Nancy. And tells Nancy that Paula is high-strung and should not be interacted with or bothered more than is strictly necessary. Oh. So he is setting the conditions for how people interact with Paula, as mm-hmm. well as setting up a foundation for how they view her. She yeah. doesn't get a chance. And he tells this maid, like, oh, my wife, she's pretty high-strung. Don't poor fucking Paula. talk to her. Yeah, poor Mouth Paula. Paula's over there like, hi, Nancy. And she's <laughs> like, oh, my God, what a bug. She's like, oh, my God, she looked at me. <laughs> Run. <laughs> so while he's, te- nope, I skipped a paragraph. I was like, while he's doing what, Kate? <laughs> Uh, so Paula's told by Gregory that she's forgetful mm-hmm. and she's like me, but then a brooch that she could have sworn was in her bag is missing and it appears that she really is forgetful. Huh. Oh, can't believe uh, it. I know. Who would have known? I guess she forgot she was forgetful. I almost knocked over my tea. <laughs> that was alarming. <laughs> my life flashed before my eyes. It was gone. I was like, no. <laughs> uh, so then... She's been told she's forgetful. Mm-hmm. Uh, she hears noises from the attic, but it's boarded up and she's the only one home. And the gaslit lamps in the halls are dimming for no apparent reason during those same times. Mm. Gregory assures Paula that she's imagining the noises and the dimming of the lights. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for those things to happen. You're unwell. You're my tense wife. No one can talk to you. (laughs) You're so uptight. (laughs) So uptight. So while he's telling her that she can't trust her senses or perception of events, he's flirting with the young maid, Nancy. I knew it. Yes. Who in turn treats Paula with increasing disdain. Aww. Yeah. So while this is happening, a police detective decides to reopen the case of the aunt's death because he sees Paula and he's like, they share a remarkable resemblance. And I really did like that aunt. And so he's like, I will reopen this cold case. So he does. And uh, he realizes as he's investigating that not only was the aunt murdered, but there's missing jewels that were never the jewels? recovered. Jewels? Jewels. 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 <laughs> Gotta I, say every letter. Yep. <laughs> and get both of those vowels in there. <laughs> I struggle with words. <laughs> Uh, so they've been missing since the murder, and he's like, oh, cool, okay. 
I was going to have him have dialogue, and then I had no dialogue. Nah, he's fine. He's fine. He has very few thoughts. Yeah. I haven't seen this movie. I don't know how many (laughs) thoughts he has, but I've decided that Detective Cameron has few thoughts. He's got few thoughts. It's fine. Uh, Meanwhile, Gregory is doing his level best to keep Paula from going into public, and while she's home, he convinces her that she's stealing things and not remembering it. Oh, my God. And one time she actually manages to get out of the house. She responds to an invite. She goes to a dinner party. Mm -hmm. He accuses her of stealing his watch and reveals the watch in her purse. He had placed it there, obviously. But she uh, does not react well and has a bit of a breakdown in there uh, in front of the rest of the dinner party guests. No! Yeah. It keeps declining for Paula. Yeah, Paula's having a bad time. Yeah, so for good measure, on the way home, uh, he tells her that her mother was institutionalized. So obviously Paula inherited some sort of instability. No, Paula! And that she imagined the letter that she found in her aunt's furniture and that was never real at all. Oh my god. So... Uh, the police detective during this time has continued his investigation and found out that during the day, mm-hmm. Gregory is actually leaving the house and then sneaking back into the home from the roof, mm-hmm. from the vacant neighbor's side of the townhouse. There's oh. like a weird situation. And yeah. Like a, so it's uh, like a connected. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a skylight <clears throat> that he like lifts that up. That makes but sense. Regardless, he gets into their attic from the neighboring home. Right. Uh, he spends his days rummaging around the attic trying to find the jewels uh, that have been missing since the aunt's death. And these are the noises. He's clomping around. Uh, and since there isn't much light in the attic, he mm-hmm. lights the gas lamps while he's searching, mm-hmm. and that causes the lamps in the rest of the home to dim. Oh, my God. These are the two things he has already convinced Paula that she's imagining. Yeah. The noises and the lights. So the detective, I'm about to like really condense I'm the ready. most tense part of the plot. <laughs> As we must. Yeah. The detective is able to show Paula that mm-hmm. she isn't delusional and that Gregory has been lying to her. They catch Gregory. She has a, you know, witty Mm -hmm. one-liner. Like, oh, is this knife actually in my hand or did I imagine it? (laughs) Get him. (laughs) Get him. Uh, And Gregory is actually Serge's Bauer from the letter and the one who murdered the aunt. And he's been trying to find the jewels ever since. But he needed, like, a way Mm -hmm. to get back in there. Uh, They do find the jewels. But, you know, they capture him. Right. Uh, The key points here. There's a somewhat hopeful ending. Um, I skimmed over a lot of items. But key points. Gregory has lied to Paula about things she has seen and heard to convince her she's imagining Mm -hmm. them. He continues to move objects and accuse her of stealing them or forgetting them, mm-hmm. and even adds in a dash of family trauma to strengthen his assertion that her mind <sighs> cannot be trusted. And this is where the term gaslighting comes from. The gaslights in the townhouse that were one element of his campaign to destroy her mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally. Yeah. So, Whew. that is the origin of it. Yeah. Never in the play or the movie do they say, like, he's gaslighting right. her. It's just because it was the gaslights mm-hmm. and it was called gaslight and so that's where the term came from interesting yeah so as a psychological term it is defined as quote an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control victims of gaslighting are deliberately and systematically fed false information that leads them to question what they know to be true often about themselves they may end up doubting their memory their perception and even their sanity over time a gaslighter's manipulations can grow more complex and potent making it increasingly difficult for the victim to see the truth Thank you, Psychology Today. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And then the question of intention is brought up Mm -hmm. in terms of just, like, is it gaslighting? Because, like, any term, it can, like, sometimes get used in situations where it's not entirely accurate. Yeah. But I also don't want to disregard, so I need to stop gesturing with my tea that close. (laughs) (laughs) I am playing with fire. Wild over there. (laughs) As I bump my mic. (laughs) I also don't want to disregard anyone's experiences or, like, Mm -hmm. minimize harmful behavior. Uh, According to Psychology Today, quote, gaslighting is an intentional behavior directed at diminishing someone's sense of reality or denying their experiences as a way of helping the gaslighter save face, protect self-esteem, 
keep another person in a relationship, win mm-hmm. an argument, etc. These motives are not necessarily understood or noticed by the gaslighter, and sometimes they may genuinely believe the things they say. However, the crux of gaslighting involves a sense of malice, i.e. an intentional attempt to deny someone's reality for the perpetrator's gain, even if this gain is subtle or unacknowledged. Yeah. End quote. So other sources will say that it can totally be unintentional. It could be subconscious or a pattern of behavior learned mm-hmm. in life. So I'm not like setting a hard line in the sand on intentionality here. Yeah. It's incredibly complex and immensely damaging <clears throat> to someone's uh, sense of self-esteem <clears throat> and just sense of self in general. Yeah. But there are like kind of dialogues around does it have to be intentional in mm-hmm. order to be considered it? But what's not in dispute is that it very much is intentional in the case of Dead of Winter. It very much is. <laughs> yes. So let's look at the tools of gaslighting in Dead of Winter yeah. and how it pushes the story forward and increases tension. Oh, God. So when Katie points out that her IDs and cards are missing from mm-hmm. her wallet, he says, perhaps you left them in New York. There's nothing to be upset about. Lying. Minimizing her emotions. Been a real jerk. <laughs> when she says she saw her driver's license in the fireplace, he puts on a tone of incredulity and says, you think we burned your driver's license? Why on earth would we do such a thing? He mocks her, insinuating that it's such an outlandish accusation that he doesn't even need to respond to it with God. more than that dismissal. She's firm. I don't think anything. I saw it. His smile fades. He doesn't say anything. And she expands, saying that how she saw the phone line in the kitchen was cut. Mm-hmm. And he says, dear, 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 we pushed you too hard. Again, totally dismissing, saying, obviously, like, I'm not even going to respond to such wild claims. You are unwell. We shouldn't have pushed you this hard. So not responding to the content, saying her perception Mm -hmm. of events is so wrong that it's unreasonable to entertain the notion that she's correct. (laughs) Trying to gaslight her. Easily identifiable. (laughs) And as the audience, we have this simultaneous dread and celebration. Mm -hmm. She's not succumbing to gaslighting, but she's also still in danger and being actively harmed emotionally. (laughs) We're like, yay, but... Run! Because no. she's like, no, 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 I saw it. Yeah. And you're like, get him, tell him. Tell him. But also, girl, you're in danger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah. Uh, so he tries to lay another mental trap for her by commenting on the lock inside of her door. Mm-hmm. The plan is to sneak in while she's sleeping. So while she's feeling all this threat around her, he's putting on this tone that she can indulge her paranoia by locking the deadbolt if it makes mm-hmm. her feel better. However, there's a secret passageway into the room through a mirror. God, Actually, mirrors. <laughs> a mirror window door situation. Yeah. Um, and that on its own, rife with symbolism. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like a reflection not being what it seems, a lie about what you're looking at, all of those things. And I wanted to talk about mirrors. <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> oh, the mirror, it's back. Oh, I was so close. I was so close to doing mirrors. That was one of my guesses. Oh. And then I was like, no, she's saving it. I'm it's saving not going to be for this. Oh, <laughs> God. Anyway, I could go on for years about it, and someday I will. (laughs) Uh, So in the end, he has not fully succeeded Mm -hmm. in gaslighting her. So his last defense when the cops enter the home is to appeal to sexism and leverage his privilege as a wealthy white man. Like, I already hate those cops. But then I was like, for real? Like, for real? You're just going to be like, oh, poor girl, it goes by. (laughs) My God. Okay. I'll get back to my notes in a minute. She comes yeah. out. She is like, he cut off my finger. And they're like, oh, she cut it off herself. We took hours bandaging. Take her to the hospital. Right. He bandaged her cut off finger. She needs to be given medical Even attention. Even she had cut it off herself. Yeah. She's clearly not well here. No. Be like, maybe we should take her somewhere. Let's make sure but this doesn't like, get infected. Yeah, she's in good hands. <laughs> yeah. It's like he he healed her hand. He, she's in good hands. No. No, she's not. At the very minimum, medical attention for the hand. Oh, my God. Anyway, back to back to my other <laughs> anger. So uh, he, 
like appeals to sexism saying, oh, she's hysterical. Mm -hmm. She's unstable. I am this figure that knows about her well-being. And I guess like, you know, she's been a danger to herself and others. Yeah. But because I'm a caretaker and because I'm responsible for her, I and he's already dealt a doctor. So like, yeah, like, oh, of course. Yeah. And it's an extra level of fucked up because he's smiling while he's weaving these lies mm-hmm. in front of her. He is like, she is staring with like utter despair. And he's just like, you are watching me win he's this like, chess game. <laughs> uh-huh. And I want to punch him. <sighs> so he even weaves in these just innocuous lies that are unnecessary. So the piano and the chessboard mm-hmm. are the ones I keep fucking thinking about. No. Because the first time I checked the movie today, mm-hmm. I watched, I was like, did I misremember this? So when she first comes into the house, there's a player piano. Right. And uh, he gives her like the grand tour of the home. And he was like, this was actually President McKinley's, but he never yeah, yeah. got to hear it play. He was shot dead in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, wow. And he's like, yep, delivered to the White House on the day of the assassination, whatever. Then later with the cop, she's on the stairs, unwell. And uh, the other cop, the one that definitely doesn't believe her, is up in the right. attic with Murray. And uh, Lewis and the cop that believed her somewhat or, mm-hmm. like, was more inclined to yeah. just check is down there with him. And so they're looking at this chess where he's like, ah, this was President McKinley's. He never got to play. Shot dead in Cleveland. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know that's not right. You liar. I know nothing about presidents, but I knew that he did not say Cleveland earlier because I have, my brain picks up Cleveland. <laughs> and I was like, I know Cleveland. I know Cleveland. <laughs> uh, and so I, like, took it back and it was like, was he murdered in either of those right. things? He was killed in Buffalo. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. not Cleveland. So yeah. he was right about the city for the player piano, but mm-hmm. not the chessboard. And I have thought for a long time about the purpose of those lies. Yeah. If it was just for like elevating his intrigue or like right. wealth or status, or if he was doing it to kind of like tempt fate, being like, mm-hmm. you're not going to call me on this because you don't know where he was murdered. Right. Or like showing her that he can lie so seamlessly that mm-hmm. no one will question it. Yeah. Or like, he's just an idiot who's like, I don't know. He's just a fucking know. dumbass. That's he's also like, an maybe. option. <laughs> like, I don't know when he was murdered either. Also totally an option. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so he just has this fucking smile on his face while he's lying about things from like a chessboard yeah. to a dead body in the attic, you know? Uh, this scene is also compelling to me because he tried to manipulate her and distort her perception of reality. But in the end, what nearly worked was using his authority and privilege as a rich white man to convince other white men that they should ignore a hysterical woman. And a phrase like that comes with a big history of its own <laughs> in terms of institutionalization, which I always misspell by putting too many tits in it. <laughs> I go institutionalization. And I just keep going until someone stops me. You should always just add as many tits as you can. Yes. So that's a general rule of spelling. Yes. Yeah. And life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so own history uh, in terms of institutionalization and medical sexism. Yeah. So this may be a buildup of dread and tension that hits other people harder than others. Mm-hmm. Because like folks that are marginalized by society and have their emotions questioned all the time will likely feel the horror more deeply or forcefully than folks who haven't personally experienced it. Yeah. But I still do hope that the grounding of the characters and experiences in the plot <clears throat> will still create that like sense of despair mm-hmm. in the moment. For folks that aren't intimately familiar with it. Right. Having that person be in the center of Ugh. all these people that will not believe her. And that he's just smiling and lying. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Painful to watch. So gaslighting. Society. <laughs> Woo! Woo! The real horror. <laughs> right? It's the gaslighting we've made along the way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate having to cough every time I laugh. Because it's like... <laughs> I'm like, we can't keep doing no. this. <laughs> God. Ugh. Okay. Whew. 
So that was society? That's society, yeah. Good. Okay. Gaslighting. <laughs> what if I was like, okay, we haven't even done Nerd Corner yet. Okay. <laughs> so I think I told this to you before we started recording, but there's no TV Tropes page for this. Mm-hmm. And I start my tropes with, would you believe that there is no page for this? And then I was like, that sounds like I'm trying to gaslight her. So I have to say at the top, there is no page for this. <laughs> you have to just... <laughs> You gotta do it. Yeah. I've just accepted that this episode has to have coughs left in. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we can do because every time I laugh, I'm like, <laughs> and then you're like, I also have to cough. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but we gotta keep going. I think it's just humanizing. It's just how it has to be. <laughs> they don't know how many coughs we cut out. No. They will never know how no. often both of us are like, <laughs> <laughs> no. like, and then we're like, oh my God. <laughs> you think our lungs work. You're in for it. <laughs> That was bad timing. (laughs) That was perfect timing. I'm not even sick. It's just the cold. When it gets cold, my lungs decide to shrivel up. (laughs) Schlorp right on them there. They really are. They're in there like two prunes. (laughs) The kids are like, won't come near my desk. And they're always like, Miss Solomon, can I? And I'm like, I'm not back. I'm frantic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Speaking of gaslighting, <laughs> I want to call out someone at work. Oh, my God. I don't know if they listen. Maybe they do. But if they do. <laughs> the other day, I was, we have little circle tables. Mm-hmm. And I like, crawled underneath to be in the middle of the circle. Like, ha, look, I'm in the circle. And I set my phone on the tables to crawl out. I crawl out. I get up. My phone's gone. And I go, okay, which one of you took my phone? And it's our good pal, who you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my other good pal who I call, we'll say Roger, because I lie about his yeah. name. Um, and I'm like, where's my phone? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, where is my phone? And they go, you did not set it on the table. And I'm like, I did. And they were like, literally, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm like, whatever. At that point, I'm tired. And I go, fine, whatever. And I just start walking around, and I'm talking to my other friend. And also I turn around, my phone is on the table. And I go, who did it? <laughs> and they went, you literally set it there when you crawled out. And... Then you were freaking out saying you couldn't find it. And it's been there the whole time. No. And I was like, no. no. And they were like, we told you it was on the table. And I was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I kept yelling, like, check the cameras. Check the cameras. <laughs> the, the body's in the attic. The body's in the attic. And like, I can technically get cameras footage. Like if I wanted to. And I want to so bad. I support that move. Just so I can be like, who did it? <laughs> so i was gaslit at work if you can yeah. believe it and they're both like you left your phone there and i'm like no, no. so i'm gonna make them check the camera nice 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 <laughs> okay that's it i just wanted to talk about my experience <laughs> it's very brave of you to come forward about thank that. you yeah i know how isolating that can be <laughs> God <damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! all right we're gonna talk about horror and i'm not gonna cough never okay <laughs> I said I liked the opening. Yeah. The opening was great. This whole movie, I said, I love a classic 80s opening. And yeah. what I meant was this whole movie is just that. Yes. It was so dramatic. Mm-hmm. It gave me, if you can believe, Clue vibes. And I'll, I have one scene in particular yeah. where I was like, oh my God, it's Clue. It's, it's Clue if Clue was like supposed to be scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They had a really good continuous shot for the credits. It was the very opening scene. Yeah. Where like the car parks credits are kind of not credits but like those opening yeah. credits are rolling and she like gets out of the car and she's kind of small and she goes up the stairs and all the way down the side and it like just keeps going 
while she's doing this kind of mundane thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And it was obviously winter. So you were like, ooh, chilly. You yeah. know? It really set the scene. Yeah. And I love a continuous shot. They're so good. Um, also, she walks into this like bus station or is that what it is? Or a is payphone? it? Or it's, oh no no no! I know what you're like, talking about. Yeah. Yes, bus station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's Sorry, like a bus station. And there's these two little twins, <laughs> and I was like, cool. And they like kind of whisper to each other, and I thought that was such a good little moment because she's supposed to be. Is she an actress actually, or is that a lie? I don't know. I think that might just be a lie. But either way, I liked the little like whisper because yeah. I was like, oh, it's such a tiny little moment. But I'm like, they know. They know. They're solving those crimes. They're like, yeah. she's doing something weird. It's the Olsen twins. I know. Oh, God. I just got rid of my notes on accident. Just kidding. It's right here. Um, I said, if I was those kids, I would be like, she's sketchy. But then they did the whisper and I went, they do. They <laughs> Good. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> and then I just wrote little winter twins. <laughs> I don't know why. I just kind of, they they tickled me. I thought they were so cute in their little Precious. hats. Now, I kind of want to right? throw down between them and the Shining Twins. Yeah. Like, they look like if the Shining Twins were happy and not oh. murdered. Oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> Well, happy ones. And then she pulls out like this giant bag of like money or whatever. And I said, we love a money bag. Yep. I was on one. I don't know what was going on. I had got home from work, tired, immediately put the movie on. So my notes are just weird. Well, I feel that. Mine are similar. Good. <laughs> it wasn't just me. No. I was watching it in like a fever dream. The 80s fashion too. Oh my God. I've never seen more high-waisted pants. And I was like, oh yeah. The and then looks. the like straight like this no silhouette no she is a rectangle <laughs> <laughs> and if you can see her waist they were like yeah but we're gonna hide it under yep. like four shirts we need to have like shoulder pads we'll put a coat on top of the shoulder pads <laughs> and then we'll make sure that she's got the biggest sweater you've ever seen we're not gonna tuck it in in any way nope i was like yes i think are- she needs Ooh. two different patterns of flannel for she this moment two flannels. <laughs> i was like yeah I watched this one with Elmarie a little bit, and she walked in, and she goes, oh, she's cute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have, like, similar style. You're vibing with this. Yeah. I love it. It was so funny. Um, and then, <laughs> you're going to make fun of me so hard. So they're going to a mansion, yeah. right? I think he's, like, mentioned yeah. that. If he didn't mention it to her, I read it in, like, the des- description, because I knew they're going for a mansion. Yeah. They pull up. I must have looked away or done something. They're at the gas station. <laughs> And she goes, it's beautiful. I had the and same went, moment. Is that the mansion? I did the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I listen, I'm not rich. I'm not saying I'm bougie. But I saw it and went, kind of a shitty mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a dick here, but yeah. it kind of sucks. It had like and, mediocre Christmas lights. Yeah. And I was like, I guess. And she's like, it's beautiful. And I was like, girl, have you ever seen a mansion? <laughs> And then they give her the goldfish, which is also fucking weird. And yeah. I hated it. But then yeah. the, the gas, and I went, thank God. Yep. <laughs> I just couldn't stop. We had the same experience. Okay, good. Yeah. I was like, am I so stupid that that, like. Nope, nope. Okay, good. Bamboozled. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, The goldfish thing being like a thing that they get find her with actually made me laugh really hard i yeah. like that a lot yeah when they're about to leave and then they're like and here's your goldfish and they're like oh i had in all caps don't you dare leave without the goldfish i like, thought they were oh. gonna leave and i was like you can't you can't you do can't. this my like, god um also the best line in the movie is the piano is automated and so <laughs> yeah <laughs> for those that aren't watching or haven't seen it yeah. the man is in a wheelchair yeah. like an automatic wheelchair yeah. And yeah, she walks in and like the first thing he says is like, ah, oh, the piano is automated and so am I. 
Here's your introduction. <coughs> it was, I was laughing. It was good. <coughs> I'm gonna be okay. Whew. He will persevere. And then, I don't know if I like skipped a bunch or something and didn't write any notes because I'm. I was watching her do her screen test so intensely that my next note is just, oh my god, they burned her ID. <laughs> like, I was so, I don't know. In my head, even though I had read the whole description of this movie and I knew that it was like a, you know, plot, basically. Yeah. I was like, I hope she gets the part. Like, <laughs> I was watching it like, wow, good for her. I'm trying to see how many things happen <laughs> between that and the ID. <laughs> there's there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. It's lengthy. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, mm, yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I sucked in. What? You were sucked in. I was sucked in. And I wanted to give notes, but I just went, oh, burned ID. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it was really great. I, I think this movie has um some of the most interesting and cool camera angles that I've yeah. seen. Yeah. Which I was not expecting. Whenever just... they're, like, looming over her. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to it in a minute. I tried to take a picture of it, but I was like, I'll just have to remember it. Yeah. Um, but there's an amazing shot with the cops that I was like so good um but just even from the opening with the far away and the i was like damn all right this is better than i thought (laughs) um (laughs) after they burn the id he's eating soup with such sinister (laughs) nate like it's so yeah is he feeding it to him i think yeah and he's just like like, (laughs) he looks like such a jerk yeah Oh, God. And then she decides after her ideas burn, she's like, I gotta get out of here. And instead of, I gotta go. And tablecloth. Like, <laughs> she takes off a tablecloth. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, like a full-size tablecloth? No, no. Like a tea cloth. <laughs> Picture a tiny round table. And she goes, for me. And she puts it on her tiny shoulder. As soon as she did it, Elbury went, oh, girl. I'm ready for a Russian winter. She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was dying laughing. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's a tiny tablecloth coat. Perfect. Uh-huh. That's all you need. But then when she's outside, I so said the ambiance and the atmosphere of the snowy scene when she's out there, it's so isolating yeah. and, like, really cold. Because um, we always talk about being far away and making that super sinister. But yeah. I feel like we don't ever talk about just, like, cold in general being yeah. isolating, too. Yeah. Because, like, even if there hadn't been a snowstorm, if it's super cold, what's she going to do? You can't leave. Yeah. And I never really thought of that. I was like, God, that does suck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's conditions that, like, aren't always inherently visible where it's, like, if there's a massive storm, then you're like, okay, well, you try to walk and you get, like, blown yeah. off course. But, like, cold can be so debilitating without exactly. seeing that, really. And she's so – didn't grab coach, grabbed her tea cloth. And I'm like, well, of course she's fucking cold. And yeah. she's out there, like, struggling and – it had such perfect dramatic acting, but not... I wasn't mad. I was no. excited about it. I loved it. Um, I think the... I think this might be my scariest moment, so I'll, like, leave yeah. it. But that part was great. Um, what did, oh, <laughs> when they drug her mm-hmm. and she's in her room, I, and she, like, knocks over the lamp. I was like, not the lamp! Mm-hmm. She hits it. Boom, boom, boom. We had literally a minute before that been like, lamps are so beautiful like god i really love those lamps and she broke it and we were both like no (laughs) we were so upset um and then the only part that kind of made me like not mad 
the blood on the bed. Oh, uh, yeah. It was so thick. Yeah. It was like it was glorpy. Thick blood. Yeah. I was like, if you're bleeding like that, whoo, go see a doctor. Yeah. Um, And then I said, is she missing a finger in all caps? Because I was like, no way. I, I knew that they were going to like gaslight her. Yeah. Obviously, I knew it was coming, and obviously it was already happening because of the ID stuff. And I was like, surely they're not going to cut off a finger and then be like, what? <laughs> but they did. Yep. Um, <laughs> the 80s effects, gorgeous. I, I think the camera angles are beautiful. Mm. I think the ambiance is gorgeous. Even the house, like, this house was kind of cluttered, but big. Yeah. And her house was, like, cluttered and small. But yeah. they had, like, I don't know how to explain it, like... His felt rich cluttered where it's yeah. like, I'm collecting things because I can. And hers felt cluttered because like she could not put things places. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's so good. And then I saw the dead bodies and I was like, did all our money go to like the the, the set dressings? Or yeah. It went <laughs> like, to all the framed photos that they take down. <laughs> I was like, dead wax woman. Yup. <laughs> the eyes being like, just, <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, that's a wax woman. Uh-huh. I was just taken aback a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, they spent a lot on goldfish, surprisingly. Goldfish budget was high. Yeah. Wax woman budget was unfortunately high when it could have been maybe not wax. Yes. I don't know. Yes. It looked like if she got too close to a flame, she just oh melted. God. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we get to the part with the cops. And I might only notice these... Co- I said, police? Believe a woman? You're crazy. Never. <laughs> they just come in and this poor woman's losing her mind and they're like... Okay, what do you have to say? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, and they look mm-hmm. at the two men. I was furious. Oh, smell. Which, I, like you said, I was like, I feel like a lot of people are going to resonate with it differently. Yeah. I think that just based on being, like, you know, people who present as, like, relatively female, I, I feel like we're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that sucks. Yep. <laughs> like, if you're inherently in any way feminine, you will get treated like a lot of shit a lot of times. Yo. And boy, it sucks. Um, I was also so wrong because I said, these cops are so dead. I thought that when he went to the yeah. attic, I called him little man. <laughs> this sounds disjointed. It's because I had a coughing fit. Everyone shut up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm just I'm just trying to save me time later from editing. I'm like, listen, it's not going to sound pretty. So everyone just deal with it. <laughs> um, I, I called him little man and you said fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. You felt this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had intense little man energy. Yes. Everything he did was like, here I am. (laughs) I was obsessed with him. The part where he's got like a cigarette hanging out and he's doing her hair. He's just like, here we go. Uh I was like, he can do anything. At that point, I didn't have the extent of the gaslighting that we had yet. So I was like on his side. Yeah. I was like, I love little man. Little man betrayed me. Little man betrayed us all. I thought he's talking about how much he wants to kill her and she's like heartburn. She's like, I thought you liked me. I know. I was like. Don't you remember the hair? Yeah. You had such a good time. Did. I thought Little Man for sure was going to kill those cops. Turns yeah. out, no. And then in my head, I was like, of course not. They're men. Of course. Yeah. You're going to let the men go. And I wrote JK, they're alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was my favorite shot. So it's a shot when they, I think they're talking about the chessboard. Mm-hmm. And they're like, close up on these two men having a conversation about the chessboard. And in the background, she's, she's just like, ah. like <laughs> she's stairs. just like laying on the stairs completely not well. And she's like, ah. and they're like, oh, nice chessboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And President McKinley's like, did you know? <laughs> it was, it was so good to just be like, oh wow, that is exactly how it feels. Like this shot is perfectly 
summing up what it's like to try to tell someone something yeah as like a woman and then being like no yeah <laughs> i'm busy <laughs> Oh my god. Keep your dead bodies in the attic. Not interested, little lady. My fingers cut off and they were like, yeah, men are talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Um, so that was my favorite shot. And then they leave. Um, and then my favorite like effect was right after that, I think, with the distorted voices. Yeah. And her trying to wake up and the sister's there. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, we did not do a good impression. I even do the little dance people can't see me, but like something's happening. Uh when did they I said little ice bath for the soul. Oh, and she's just shoving yes. snow. I had snow on your face, girly. Like, <laughs> she's just shoving. I'm like, one, totally smart. Like, yeah, yeah she's trying to, like, wake up her system. It just looked oddly sensual. Yeah. She, like, opens the window and she's, like, rubbing ice on her. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Incredible. I thought maybe she was just Some warm. people shovel ash. Some, some people, people shovel, some people shovel <laughs> ash. Sometimes people rub ice. I don't yeah. know. I didn't have a better word. We're never going to top shoveling ash, <laughs> which was one of the funniest things. Was it the guest that said it? I, it was a, I can, it speak. had to be the guest. So I was, I got off tangent and I said, and then he just shovels ash. And he was like, I know two things about him. He blah, 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 and it. shovels ash. It was a joint effort between yeah. you two. It was literally you and him having a great conversation about shoveling ash and me sitting there going, fucking hate this movie i don't want to talk about this movie so like, mad i hated that movie and you guys are like hey shovels ash and i was like i will kill this movie if i had the chance bring it to life and i'll murder it and you suggested another stephen king tv miniseries and i was like this will, be, this will be another salem's lot situation i know you hated I that it was like move on yep you're like oh no okay I, I swear it was salem's lot specifically i could do another one yeah <laughs> Not that. Oh, man. I also... This movie, like... It, like... From deep within me, it did something... My love for drama. Yeah. Also, I'm so nasally. I'm sorry. It's gonna be a hell episode. Everyone get over it. Um, <laughs> they're so supportive. They're so lovely. They're no one's so gonna nice. say anything. I'm, I'm just sorry. Scream. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just nasally. Um, but, like, every bit of this, I was like, oh, my God, the drama. Like, it was... The inner gossip within me was like, oh, my God, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> She that. did what? I know. I was like, her sister's alive. Oh my god! And then I was just having a great time. Um. So my note was just, oh my god, the drama. <laughs> I loved it. Um. Uh, the little man is insane. Eventually, yeah. I, I found that out the hard way. He was already creepy when he was with the cops. Yeah. But then when he's like, when he's touring Vivian around, who's mm-hmm. actually Katie, I was like, he is having his villain moment. Yes. Like, yeah. That was the clue moment to me. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. he's running around being like, I know she's somewhere. It reminded me of when the butler is summing mm-hmm. everything up. I was dying. And he's like, ah, ah in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like little rat man. He's, he's moving. Yeah. Um, that is definitely his moment of like, we all, we knew he was creepy and evil, but I kept being like, oh, it's the doctor. It's the doctor. Yeah. But then when he was like, I hope you do this to her. I was like, oh, you're If I may suggest a way to kill her. That was it. The fuck, dude? I know. I was like, oh, I thought you guys were chill. In your small little frame, you have a lot of dark thoughts. For something so little. Yeah. So evil. Um, Also, the shot of the doctor finding little man. That's his name now. Yeah. When he's got, like, the thing in his neck. Yeah. That shot was really cool. Yeah. It was sideways. I had a note about that. It was, oh, yeah. 
this movie had great camera angles. Yeah, like did. when it's just leaning on its side and it, ugh, I don't know. It was so disjointed and spooky and I was super into it. Um, a lot of good two-way mirror shots too, which like you said, so much symbolism. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> like, don't judge. <laughs> I can like feel it going from normal to mm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh no. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> That's, that's a gift for everybody. That should be a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. But I can do a good Chucky impression. A um, lot of good two-way mirror shots. That's all I was saying. It's just really great when you see her watching him destroy the room. Oh, and like overlaid. Oh yeah, my gosh. So good. So cool. And then when he smashes it, I was like, no! No! I was like, leave her alone! Yeah. And then the bear trap. I love that the bear trap mm-hmm. comes into play. Mm-hmm. All the way from the beginning when he's like, oh, I caught those. It's so exhilarating. So we obviously know he's a freak. Yeah um and he's talking about the hunt and then he's like hunting her but then she's already put that bear trap out mm-hmm. and i was like was it as exhilarating as he said mm-hmm. <laughs> like how do you feel trauma yeah trauma. she's traumatized yeah yeah um <laughs> for sure uh and then i wrote yes girl get him mm. and then my last note was this is like a way more dark home alone <laughs> And I'm not right. But you're but, not wrong. Right? Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm not right. But also when she's like putting all the little traps out, yeah. I'm like, maybe I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. So I those are all it. my notes. Okay, I, okay. Most of my like things I noticed were just all the camera angles. The lighting yeah. was good. It wasn't anything like super wild, I don't think, really. Um, but I just loved those camera yeah. angles. So interesting. They're pretty striking. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> very excited about the 80s film green uh mm. just effortless green so because good. it was because it's, it yeah, it's, it's real green right yeah. there <laughs> um and then one of the names popped up and it was i think john bloom garden mm-hmm. and he was one of the producers yeah like, oh, before we built our bloom house we had a beautiful bloom garden <laughs> That's good. and then when uh it's julia mm-hmm. that is or julia julia i don't remember which oh my god i think it's julia okay i cool. think if I brog, Jules. Sorry. <laughs> Jules. If I brog, Jules. Jules. Yeah. The Jules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Miss Ross. That's, that's her last name, right? Julia, Jules Ross. Fucking tits. We gotta look it up. <laughs> it's time. It is time. You said her last name and I went, girl, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Julie Rose. <laughs> you were so not right. I was so No, not right. Julie. Yeah, and I was one letter off of the last okay, name. Okay, so we're fine. I said Ross. It was okay, Rose. but in your defense, though, I think the original is Ross. Okay, thank you. Yeah, because you said Ross, and I was like, no, I think that's right. Okay. Yeah, I feel a lot better now. Thank no, you. No, I think the original is like my name is Julie Ross. Okay, so so Miss Rose. Yes. Uh, she is a fly is. Sorry. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> I just simply cannot with my tea. Um. So she's in the parking lot. Yeah. She's waiting for a drop. And people tooting loudly outside her car gave her quite the fright. I'm sure some people can relate to that. How dare you? <laughs> and, then, nice. and then my next one is the happy tutors say one more scare for the road. <laughs> the happy tutors. Um, because they're just like they're doing the it's not a vuvuzela, it's a noisemaker of some sort. Vuvuzela? I don't know why I got to that before kazoo or no. anything else. <laughs> Goal. Speaking of though, the other day I got home. I'm trying to unlock my door, and all I can hear is it had to be a child frantically playing the recorder. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it wasn't a song. It was just. <laughs> 
This is Amazing Grace. Whistly and terrible. And I was like, I I can't. I couldn't find my key. I was like so engrossed in this song. Yeah. Not a song. (laughs) But it was like close and yet so far. And I was like, where are you? (laughs) And it just haunted. I was haunted. That's. mm. Yeah. Sorry. You said Vuvuzela and I went recorder. Yeah. (laughs) Similar levels. Similar. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So then the boyfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. He was such a petulant little dick. I know. And uh, yes, he eventually like. Say is it a? Yeah, but she has already killed her captors. Oh, I know. She did all the work. Yeah. And then he's like, "Hello." And I'm like, "Don't act like you did anything." And so she's like trying to talk to him. Basically, like they're behind on rent. Yeah. Like things are broken. She needs a job, and like he is injured. So I, d- I think that that is probably standing yeah. in the way of like whatever mm-hmm. he was doing, and he like failed to do the thing that he said he would do, and the so she's frustrated. Thing. The one thing. And so he's, like, she's packing and leaving, and he mm-hmm. doesn't want her to go. Yeah. But instead of talking to her about it, uh, he just keeps taking pictures. And I was like, I'm going to snap that thing in half. Yeah. I was, like, out the window. Because it made me so <laughs> mad. Ya. And I usually love that sound. I yeah. find it, like, a very pleasing sound. But it was, like, this petulant, malicious photo taking that I was just <sighs> like, fuck you. I know that photo is going to be relevant later when you're trying to show right. like, where, what car she got in, who she got in the car with, what she God. looked like, all those things. But I was still very but also, mad. shut up. Shut the fuck up. I will say that the brother who was like, eh, he didn't do much. Yeah. His best line was like, hey guys, sorry, well, hope I wasn't sleeping too loud for you. Yep. And they were just like fully talking <laughs> yeah. while he was asleep. That was pretty good. Yeah. He cracked me up. He's like, hey guys. Yo. I was like, you're one line. Amazing. Yo. Incredible. He, he really got Comedy it. genius. Yeah. <laughs> incredible um and then how are the goldfish gonna play into this over time i was really fixated on the goldfish I for a was while. Too. i was like <laughs> what are they yeah. what will happen and then Nothing good <laughs> no poor goldfish rip no steps on i Ooh. know i felt so bad i was sad uh he takes them on a tour of the home and it reminded me uh, sorry the goldfish a tour yeah. of the home in the goblet i was like oh look <laughs> here <laughs> this piano was actually <laughs> <laughs> and the fish are like, <laughs> like we know you lie. <laughs> They're like, actually, it was Buffalo, New York. <laughs> I love fish with knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but it reminded me of when we were watching The Shining, and you yeah. said that like you're getting tours of like all the places that will be like canonically malicious later. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, oh, like a calm moment, but it'll later be ominous. And yeah. like we get some of that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. with the um, bears especially. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I really thought that there would be something more, I I didn't really understand the moment that happened when she's walking around and she steps too close to the wall of portraits and he was like, careful, like watch your step. Oh yeah. He was like, oh, there are mice about. I was like, you never explored like a secret being there specifically. So I didn't understand where that came. Anyway. That part really took me off guard. Yeah. Because they're calm and he's like, careful. Yeah. And then he's like, sometimes we get mice. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Why are you a freak? (laughs) Like. Yeah, it made me think that maybe there was something that was removed where there was, like, actually, maybe like, a, a plot point about that, but then maybe. they cut it for time. Maybe it was, like, her, the other woman's, like, IDs or something, or something uh, for the other sister. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Um, and then back to the goldfish. Yeah. Goldfish in a fucking goblet. I'm like, oh, excesses of the wealthy, taking things from I where know. they belong and putting them in conditions not suitable and often deadly. And I was so and small. I was, <laughs> so small. I was thinking about like fair goldfish. I know. I hate it. I really I hate went off. Fair goldfish. Uh, and then they have like this knife sharpening moment. And <laughs> yes. 
I'll come back to it later because it comes back with a mousetrap. But they have yeah. this like moment yeah. where he's like, oh, if you want to master your trade, you need to master the tools of your trade. Mm-hmm. And so sharp knife, no tears works every time. They're cutting an onion. Um, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But I'm like, is this ominous? Is this like showing that like there's this tension and dread that mm-hmm. actually isn't happening right. because they're just kind of cutting onions in the kitchen and she thinks there's a murder plot, but they're right. just cooking. I don't know. I did love when he talked about like the sharp, the tools of your trade if it's perfect. And I'm yeah. like, oh, her acting. Yes. I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, when she's doing, speaking of yeah. acting, her screen test, yes. screen test, uh, I loved that it started on her face and then it has her face and the screen and then it zooms in on the screen. Yeah. Because there's so many moments of like become like, a question of identity mm-hmm. and kind of like abstraction from self where it's like right. she becomes the role and she stops being herself. So like the smashing of the mirror or like the mirror that isn't a mirror. And right. so it's like, oh, there's a lot to do there with like screens so and identity good. and forced change and stuff. That was great. Um, the sisters have the same nail color, but different length. Oh. I just thought that was fun. Both red nails. Love that. Um, bum, bum, bum. That's boring. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at my notes. I just, the doctor doing calisthenics. Oh, yeah. And he was yeah. like, I can move my own pieces, but I'm lazy. And I'm like, <laughs> you're working out actively. Like, okay. Whatever. Um, So then the mousetrap. And then he says, okay, I found it. Yeah. She overhears them in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. A mousetrap snaps. A mouse is caught. He's like, we've caught one, Mr. Murray. And he says, like, do you think we should put uh, dispose of the poor creature once you have a chance? And she's yeah. like, they're going to kill me. Right. And that's when she's like, okay, well, I have to, like, tea cloth it up mm-hmm. to go out into the snowstorm. Puts on her tiny coat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, like, torn on whether, like, the knife sharpening and the mousetrap are supposed to be for, like, ironic comedy. Because they really are going to do yeah. her harm. But in these moments, it's, like, not her. Not like- her, actually. And so it's like, oh, they're sharpening a knife. Not for her. <laughs> funny i wonder if it is maybe well he doesn't use a knife to cut off her finger he uses snippers Mm -hmm. snippers what the fuck are those (laughs) you know yeah yeah. get your snippers ready so in my head i also thought snippers though (laughs) so i was like yeah the snippers i'm thinking of like loppers which are like Mm -hmm. big ones for branches. and so i was like what's a small lopper a snipper he did bring in just a full lopper (laughs) all right (laughs) like at the angle (laughs) she's like i didn't even notice (laughs) very peaceful here (laughs) I rearranged the lamps on the floor now. (laughs) Um, And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it could be, like, not, like, this ironic comedy Mm -hmm. thing, but more of, like, symbolic, where Mm -hmm. it's like, they're not talking about her, but they're talking about her. I wasn't sure. Um, And then she's trying to start the car. Mm -hmm. Well, she's trying to get in the car. She doesn't have the keys. So she's (laughs) taken her tea cloth, run into the storm, prepared for anything. She doesn't have keys. She tries all the doors in the car. And I'm like, what if you got in the car? You have to scrape the windshield before you go anywhere. Otherwise, you're going to So she's like, just crash. stuck in this car. And I'm like, imagine having to scrape the windshield before you make your getaway. You're like, fucking shit. like the ice. <laughs> the yeah. And then she's like, gotta hit the defrost. Yeah. Like, it's like sitting it's there. foggy inside, of fucking course. <laughs> <laughs> the seal on this windshield. Don't get murdered in the winter. It's no. so inconvenient. Yeah. It's so much harder to make your getaway. Yeah. Um. Oh, this probably not important. <laughs> But her natural hair is curly, mm-hmm. and when she is playing the part, they straighten her hair and, like, mm-hmm. kind of put it in a bob. Well, when she comes back in and she's like, uh, you burned my driver's oh, yeah. license, her hair is starting to, like, curl up mm-hmm. again because of the moisture. And I was right. like, oh, she's, like, coming she's a little to, bit like, herself. Yeah. Um, and then, it, so, she has confronted them. They have drugged yeah. her. She has gone up. She has broken the lamp. 
And uh, she builds her tower of furniture. Love it. And then uh, Lewis says to little man, Murray, Mm -hmm. you will do a perfect job. And what I thought was, he will take on the role of Julie Rose. Oh, my God. In a wig. He's got it. He's like, yes, I will. (laughs) He's like, I was born for it. You can do it, little man. (laughs) You can do it. I wish that was the case. <laughs> I just had such a clear image of that. That would have been incredible. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. And then this was just kind of like, it, it felt almost like a throwaway background thing, but mm-hmm. they're taking all of the portraits off the wall because yeah. that was the producer persona. And, like, that was part right. of the lie. And now that she's, you know, fingerless. They're well, like, who cares? Down one finger. <laughs> yeah, she still yeah, has yeah. other fingers. She got other ones. Yeah, she's got nine more. She's good. Um, they're, like, taking down yeah. all of the facade. Um... When she realizes the mirror is mm-hmm. actually a door, that musical build to that little clink. <gasps> I know. Oh, that was gorgeous. So good. Uh, then I have reflections and screens, division of yeah. self, forced by an outside entity, blah, blah. <laughs> and then my next one is a cobwebby attack. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there were a few times when I thought that they were going to do the like, missed by seconds moment yeah. where like the phone is ringing but he can't get to it until she's caught that's what i thought yeah and then like the goldfish they could have done mm-hmm. it like there were so many moments where it's like the tension's building are they gonna miss it and they're like no no, no. Like, she gets to talk to like, him for a worry. while yeah yeah <laughs> and you're like oh okay she gets a lot of stuff out and he hangs she up on her makes that full call and yeah. calls the police she gets two calls <laughs> she gets two full calls yeah uh so then blah blah, blah the cops bodies in the attic um Gonna, and then I had a moment where I had to stop and Google where McKinley was shot. <laughs> of course. And then Vivian has her purse dagger. And she first, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> rearranges it in her purse. And yeah. she's like, okay, you're preparing. You're ready. Right. And then she distracts him again. And then she moves the purse dagger again. It's like a two-step process to she's prepare your purse dagger. dagger. Yeah. She's just want to make sure. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, all caps do not leave without that goldfish. Um, and then Katie has confronted Vivian. Mm-hmm. They're fighting. The slowest fight that ever did. Slowest fight. Slow. Like, it's like, okay, come on, and one of you do it. Discord, no. <laughs> and the scene did not change. Like, yeah. there was just so much. They might have, like, rotated in place, but yeah. nothing about the action changed. It was supposed to be the tension of, like, the battle of strength. Right. But it was not compelling to me. No. Um, there was, I was like, eh, pretty equally mad. I, like, looked away for a bit, and I came back. I was like, oh, still there. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Still going. Yeah. Um, but then you have like this tension and then the fall, the hand on the piano, and we're not sure which one lost, but we're led to believe Katie lost. Yeah. Uh, and then at that point, you have Katie pretending mm-hmm. to be Evelyn. When uh, that happened, Henry went, finger reveal. I, finger reveal. And I was like, yeah, girl, you got it. I've been calling her Vivian randomly. I'm sorry. That's not her name. It's Evelyn. <laughs> I just was like, uh huh. I was like, I know you won't call me out now. I will believe anything you say. <laughs> Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I said Vivian, that's that's, that's actually name. Evelyn. Yeah. Uh and then Murray trying to distract and delay, having his villain moment. So good. Uh let's see. Discord. Uh, that might have been me. Uh, it was both. I did but... mute. <laughs> uh the sideways shot when they find Murray's body. Mm-hmm. And then you actually called this out already. And I was like, <laughs> uh <laughs> the creepiest laugh I could do. <laughs> sideways. <laughs> Uh, where he was like, uh, it's hunting weather. And yeah. so like the hunter becomes the prey and Discord's gotta chill. <laughs> it's popping off. Oh man. So Hunter becomes the prey, like yeah. hunting the most dangerous game. Did you have to read that short story, The Most Dangerous Game? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, like a callback. Mm-hmm. Or a call. I don't remember when that short story was published. Probably. Like the same <laughs> I think I so. Yeah. Fuck if I know. Um, so then we have one of the slowest chases <laughs> that I ever did chase. Um, we sure do. And I can see it working really well in some context but yeah. that's if there was more action happening as there part wasn't of it. like as big of a risk like yeah I, I felt like it was too easy to get away from him yeah she was just like okay bye yeah <laughs> he's so in this moment he is using like the railing of the staircase yeah. for stability and like a fireplace poker mm-hmm. he has like lunged out of his chair mm-hmm. to attack her she has like climbed up the stairs away from away. him and he is you know, moving slowly through the mm-hmm. hallway, trying to chase her. And he is deranged. <laughs> he's, he's unwell. Yeah. He already had his villain moment previously. He's just continuing yeah. upon his, like, villain decline. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just takes so long. And I think that to have that, you should see more of, like, her struggle and what's yeah. slowing her down. Because I think she might still be residually drugged. I, I think that has to be it. Because when her, I think it's husband... Yeah. comes to get her she's like whoa like she's yeah. still very loopy and yeah. out of it and i'm like she has to still be drugged yeah so i but think we didn't see that at all no so i think if we'd seen more of her and like understood yeah. that like she's not just zipping around up there right. he's like gaining very slowly it, and it also makes like her whole performance as yeah. like the sister impressive mm-hmm. you're like oh wow she's still drugged that's crazy yeah so so anyway uh just give him a good shove into that bear trap. And he steps over the trap with one foot, but then yep. the second one hits it. Uh, and then my last note, car driving through the snow, bookends. Because you start with yeah. the car driving, you end with the car driving. Oh, those are my notes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good. Oh, yeah. oh, is it scariest moment? Yes. Um, do you know yours? Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's when I already kind of talked about it, but it's yeah. when the cops arrive the first time and yeah. she is trying desperately to get them to listen and as he is making, excuse me, as he's making his lies and mm-hmm. saying, like, she's my patient, it's like, oh, I know how this will go now. Yep. And Immediately. Just like, you can see it in her face, too, because she realizes that he so has sad. undermined her so completely that there is no. nothing she can say that will convince them. No. And that's very stressful. Yeah, she's stuck. And it yeah. sucks. Um Mine was, weirdly, the hot chocolate moment. Yeah. I don't know. Little man just creeped me out. Well, that's when he's, like, in her face mm-hmm. and, like, the kind he's of like, fish eyes a yes, little bit. Yes, and it's a little Ooh. bit of fish eye. And he's like, hot chocolate? Did you want some hot chocolate? Like, oh, that And I'm me like, out. there's got to be drugs in that. She's already very aware of them being freaks at this point. Yeah. So it was just upsetting. And when he's like, she doesn't want your hospitality or something like that. And I was just like, shut up. Mm-hmm. It was like they were all so mean. She was so traumatized. He's really pushing this hot chocolate. And it just creeped me out. Oh, yeah. No. He was, uh, Little Man was real creepy in that moment. I mean, he's creepy in other moments, yeah. too. But that was the first one where I really was, like, worried about yeah. him. You know? Yeah. I was like, oh. They used those, like, shots very well to, like, show not, like, exactly claustrophobia, but, but like, someone a, infringing a upon your space yeah, like, in a way that is unusual yeah it's an uncanny valley like they're just a little too close like he wouldn't do that normally same with when they're doing the screen test and he's right there and she's like are you gonna stay there and he's like oh sorry like so frantic yeah and it was was good yeah okay that's yeah Yeah. that's a good one uh so as i mentioned briefly no page for this on tv tropes no so i was like is this my test (laughs) you just have to come up with them i'm just gonna sign in to like tropes 200 (laughs) Uh, so gaslighting. Yeah. Uh, bear trap. So it tends to be split between comedy and horror in terms mm-hmm. of usage. But even in horror, it's usually in the wilderness. But this was set up so well that yeah. like 
there's a reason the bear trap is in the attic mm-hmm. and you have it set up in several different ways. So you have the polar bears and he was like, oh, I caught them. I'm such a good yeah. hunter <laughs> using a thing that is uh, inhumane and illegal in most places. God. Cool. Good hunting. So good. <clears throat> and um, then you have it like when they're upstairs in the attic. Like I think even when she goes up and she sees the body, you might see it just hanging on yeah. the wall. But and then he talks about it. Yeah. He mentions it saying, those are like, I don't think those are around anymore. He's right. like, oh, he hasn't used it in years. He used to be a great right. hunter or whatever. He's like, you don't need to be a hunter with that. <laughs> uh, so it is invoked enough that it's justified being there. Right. And I thought that it was kind of fun to have it be an indoor trap. Yeah. Uh, we have bookends mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Braving the blizzard. It's when she tries to escape into the snowy forest with a tablecloth to keep her warm. (laughs) Her tiny tablecloth. Come out, come out wherever you are. So Mm. that's a deadly game of hide and seek. Yeah. uh, Where he's like, I know you're in there. Like, she's uh, behind the glass. Yeah. Fogging it up. And then when they're in the attic and he opens the closet door and just starts stabbing and it's the dead body that he is. Oh, I know. Another wax. Yeah. Another wax woman. Another wax woman bites the dust. <laughs> Damn, we get, went through so many wax women. So many wax women. Jeez. Uh, consummate liar. So he just lies about whatever the fuck. Everything. Just kind of for fun. Just for fun. Uh, and then, so when I was going through it, I was like, okay, what are some, like, cold tropes? What are yeah. some communication tropes? And, like, uh, cut phone lines was yeah. one of them because... The phone downstairs was never connected. They lie and say that it was an outage from the blizzard right. and, like, maybe tomorrow. And then once she's already suspicious of them, she pulls the cord up. It was cut. It was never connected. So she knows they were lying about mm-hmm. that phone. And there was, like, this theory, kind of, like, in TV tropes land, mm-hmm. that um, cell phones would kind of entirely replace cut phone lines as right. one of those types of tropes. So, like, cell phones are useless, became, like, oh, we're out of service or, mm-hmm. like, this sort of thing. But there was kind of this fear that with our interconnectedness in the world that we become a discredited trope right but we're still sensitive to those things still happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh faking engine trouble oh yeah so yep. mr murray in order to trap her there it's like pretend. the phone yeah. doesn't work but neither does my car oh no listen like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um foreshadowing mm-hmm. hella foreshadowing hella Chekhov's gun oh yeah yeah uh bear trap goldfish there are a lot of different things and like going on the foreshadowing and Chekhov's gun, like, overlap in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And I was just like, mm, they're all friends. They're all together. Uh, hunting the most dangerous game. We talked about mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's not really invoked until the last bits of the chase. Uh, hysterical woman. So that's yeah. the trope that used to be played straight, like, historically. And now it's usually more invoked as a, like, look how fucked up this is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, low speed chase. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to direct quote tvtrope.com. <sighs> Uh, so while it might be hard to believe, a dramatic variant also exists. Just make the pursuer a terrifying, implacable man with an ominous walk and the pursued a broken wreck trying to call away, crawl away from a no-holds-barred beatdown. Or make the two persons extremely injured or tired as a variation of the combat breakdown. This has to be done carefully or it can easily slip into NARM territory. So, mm. like, doing a slow-speed chase like, yeah. has to be done well in yeah, order else- to, like, have tension. Like, uh, it follows. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's not the fact that it moves fast or that it's, like, a terrifying thing. It's just the fact that it won't stop. Yep. God, that's good. It's always moving. Yeah. Gross. Uh, Not quite dead. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I'm not sure it is, but I think it's subverted. Mm -hmm. It's either subverted or zigzagged Mm -hmm. or some other form of played with. It's something. Yeah, because we see it played straight in Halloween where Mm -hmm. Michael pops back up. He's not dead yet. Right. We see it lampshade and scream. Mm -hmm. We're like, this is always the moment where he comes back and he does and they shoot him. Yeah. So we're familiar with it. 
And in this, uh, he succumbs to the bear trap and knife wounds. Mm -hmm. And you get that sort of tension build of like, we've seen these movies. We know what happens. And then he like rises up with his arms in the air. And it's because he was on the trap door. And Rob has lifted the trap door. And then his body slunks to the side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. That was very good. Uh, improvised weapon. We have a few of these. Mm-hmm. There are actual weapons, like a purse dagger and like a bear trap, oh, a fireplace dagger. poker. Yeah. Like, there are just a lot of things that are easily uh, available. Yeah. To do there harm. are a lot of good weapons in that house. Yeah, there are. Uh, and then my last one is Snowden, another excuse as to why she cannot leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's too snowy. Too snowy. Which she did learn the hard way when her tiny. Yeah. I mean, if she had a real coat, she would have got at least a little further. Yeah. Yeah, I think the stumble run is really what did yeah. her in, yeah. The blanket, though? That part where that the was blanket so was out? So smart. Yeah. Because even I was like, there she goes! I was and like, did you get no. something warm this time? I know, I was like, well, at least she got a blanket. And she was like, no, I will fool even them into smarter. thinking. Yeah. She oh, got me. Love that for her. Because I believed it. Yeah. <sighs> so those are my tropes. Those are great! <laughs> I can't believe you did that! Good Thanks. job! <laughs> you might as well just run that website. You're killing it. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should just make the page... For yeah. this movie. So when someone else when needs When someone it, else inevitably is yeah. like, man, I wish I knew the tropes for this movie. Yeah. They'll have it now. Yeah. And I, I am a hero. I am very meticulous about, is this exactly <laughs> this trope? You're a hero. <laughs> well, I guess rate now that she's had to rate it. Yeah. All I, we had Goblet Goldfish. Mm, yeah. Winter Twins. Happy Tutors. Happy Tutors? <laughs> That's also good. Oh, what, who, what president did he lie about? McKinley. McKinley lies. Yeah. McKinley lies. Yeah. Yeah. McKinley lies. <laughs> McKinley lies. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds like a folk song. Like, McKinley lies. McKinley lies. Like, yeah. something you say. Damn. <laughs> I can't say anything funny. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Okay. You choose. Which one do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you like? I like them all. Okay. Yeah. On a count of three. Say the one you like. If it matches, then we have it. And if we don't, back to the drawing board. Okay. One, two, three. Goldfish Goblet. <laughs> that was my second choice. <laughs> Goldfish Goblet. Goldfish Goblet. <laughs> okay. We said it at the same time. We meant it. We totally said yeah. it at the same time. It wasn't chaotic and neither of us coughed. <laughs> no. So there you go. Okay, I know mine. I'm pretty sure I know mine. Okay. I got it. Okay. One, two. Yay! <laughs> That's a perfect match. We were actually totally that time was real. <laughs> There's no fake in that. Um, three. It was three and a half. Yeah, we chose three and a half goldfish goblets. Yeah, oh, that means one fish gets caught. Well, such is life. Well, um, I gave it three and a half because I thought the ambiance was great. Yeah, I thought that the camera angles were amazing. Um, I thought the acting was fun. Yeah, like even if it was overdone a little, I was so into it. Loved that she played three roles, did them so well. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. The only reason it's not more is just because that one slow chase. Yeah. Um, it, it's a little slow. Like, it's not terrible. It's just, like, not a ton really happens. Yeah. And I do feel like sometimes it's given away pretty quick. Yeah. You find out she's in a pretty dangerous situation kind of, like, right away. And I wish there was a little more buildup. Yeah. And same with the chase. Like, yeah. There's just a few moments that I'm like, oh, I wish I wish you had kept going a little more or gave me a little bit more to be scared of. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I did like it. Yeah. I would watch this again, like with friends. Oh, I think sure. it'd be so fun with friends. Yeah. It was a blast. Because you can keep each other entertained during those slower yeah, moments like, where you're just like, oh. Because okay. I had El Marie for like the other half. Yeah. And for that, it was really fun. Yeah. But for the beginning, I was like, oh, it's a little slow. Yeah. So if I had someone, it'd be better. Yeah. 
I also gave it three and a half mm-hmm. goldfish goblets. Yeah. Uh, same reasons because I thought it was a fun movie. I really liked the angles, the way it was shot. Yeah. Um, the voice distortion was fun. That was really cool. I love mirrors. Yeah. And they I, had that. The mirrors were fun. Yeah, like fun symbolism. And it was actually really like entertaining and fun to see her play three different people. That was cool. And then to see her playing one trying to pretend to be the other that one. That was even better. That was great. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, because like her kind of like confidence slips while she's playing Evelyn yes. a little bit. And she like, like stutters and you're like, Shh, that girl would never. And yeah. that's how you know. Yeah. That's good. So I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I just think that like the pacing wasn't like perfect. Right. And it's a movie that like I would watch with friends, yeah. but it's not like, oh, you have to see this one yeah. before you, you know, whatever. I think I would re- like, I would recommend it to people because it's like a happy surprise. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. I agree, like, with that website where I looked it up and it was like, oh, fun winter movies that, like, you maybe haven't heard of. Yeah. Fair enough. They're so right. It is fun. I've never heard of it. Mm -mm. Uh, So, like, happy accident. Happy accident. We love that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not how they would summarize their experiences, I don't think. No. Probably. Probably not the exact same. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that wraps up our discussion of Dead of Winter. Yeah. Yeah. So seven total. What was it? Four or seven? 1984 1987? 1987. I believe. Version. And yeah. someday we'll watch the... Yeah, 2014. version. <laughs> well you do what you gotta do <laughs> sing you and your god <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed your time with us we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on apple podcasts it helps other folks find us and it's also really cool to see what you have I to say i love reading them it makes me so happy You're so sweet yeah you can follow us on instagram at just cool with it and every week usually mm-hmm. um when i'm on top of things we'll do it yeah we'll post the movie of the week we'll post no context quotes there's currently a bit of a backlog so you get we'll get more there. no context quotes <laughs> yeah it's time. gonna be like isn't uh, that great it'd be great yeah i was trying to build the tension you yeah, know? yeah yeah for yeah, sure for sure on purpose <laughs> you can also check out our extended show notes on our website just cool with pod.com and those will be updated um at some point we'll get it yeah <laughs> about the first half are on there and that's really where like my sources are yeah some of the other things any memes that oh, we yeah, talked about <laughs> we have some good ones yeah you can take a look at our patreon at patreon.com slash just cool with it what was the last movie we watched with them um oh they chose crimson peak i thought oh no that was the patron pick yeah. What, sorry, oh, what's the last time we watched? I, I aired. Sorry. Ooh. I was like, what I was that? I was not specific. Um, oh, what did we just watch? It was it was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Like like good in the fact that like we had a good time. It was the it was the weird one. The mirror. <laughs> sorry. It was I can't remember the name of it. Oh, don't, don't look, look. Don't look away. Don't, don't look, look away. Yeah. Oh my god, that one was so okay. <laughs> she was doing like vague murders. Yeah. She's like, I'll kill you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that one was fun. That was, was a summer watch. Yeah. Where, yeah, a good time. Uh, so we'd like to take this opportunity to thank those yeah. patrons. They are Kim, Kelly, Neha, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, Andrew, and Olivia. Woohoo! They're the best. Thank you. Love them. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Rocazella. The cover art, it's by our very own Nikki Solomon. What? Nick- Nikki I didn't Lassen. draw that. Nikki Lassen. Solomon drew it. I didn't. 
I thought. I didn't draw it. I'm gaslighting you. <laughs> I was like, I post and disappear. <laughs> I was like, how? What do I say when my world is falling around me? <laughs> I was like, I wanted to keep going, and then I was like, she's so distraught, and then I couldn't tell if it was fake. So I was like, is she gaslighting me? So then I was like, for both of us, we have to stop. I was trying so hard to play along, but I did not have the creativity to do so. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. didn't think I did. Sorry, I gaslit you. I have Just to cough stand now. off. <laughs> Gaslight stand off. Die now. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Be wild and <laughs>